I'm going back to work on Monday, then I go back to work for months, and then I'm taking paternity leave starting at the end of July. And I'm taking that through the end of November. So like oh, that's wow. gonna be that's gonna be a lot of time. Yeah. You're gonna play so much golf. You're gonna play more golf than you than you realize. <laughs> I don't know, Pat. We'll we'll see. I mean, no, you it's... are. You're gonna be like, Corinne, you're home. And she's gonna be like, I want to go for a long run. And you're gonna be like, I'm gonna go hit balls. And then you're gonna go yeah. play nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that that much is true. But it's like like I like Ed's dinner, you know, on, on Saturday. I can't I can't like get hammered at that because if I'm like hung over and like incapacitated, that's like yeah, that, yeah, that's that's that. wor- that, that's worse than not being there. Are you gonna go? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I think so. Assuming it all goes well. All right. So we'll play and then we'll then we'll Try you'll you'll drive me into the city. Oh yeah, whatever's convenient for you. Yeah, yeah. Steve, yeah, me no. and Adam are playing in a four ball tournament that day. Nice. So. Yeah. What is four ball? Is best, I, I don't uh, best score play? No stroke play between best. the two of us. Something like that. Four ball. It's called the four know. ball, but I don't like think. I don't it's think four ball. Four ball golf. Format, let's say it's called a four ball, right? No, yeah, but that's not what it is. But I don't We're think it is it. an actual four ball. No, it's not. No, that's not what. Yeah, you're right, Pat. That's wrong. Oh well. Well, we'll we'll definitely not. Steve, we were hearing that when we played last time. We were playing with my father-in-law and some of his buddies, and he was telling me about all these guys that cheat when they play. Oh. How, how hated they are by guys in the club, and and just like in general. Yeah. Why would why would you do that? Like basically, no one wants to hang out with you after they find out that you like gave yourself a bunch of putts and then won a free driver or like juiced your handicap. It, it's like I, I've I've never met a person I think in my life that would do that, but they exist. Are you like are you are you going to me? Is that who are you? No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just I saying that like. Was happening. <laughs> I could see Adam talking and I could see Steve like being like, are you literally talking about me? Just, no, I no. I, well, there's, there's, if there's money in the, I'll cheat if I don't want to go find my ball. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. You don't yeah. cheat if like it matters. If there's, no, if no. there's money on the line, that's the line. If there's money on the line, it's cheating. If you're just keeping your own score, who, who cares? Yeah, you're no, you're definitely uh, a man of integrity in that regard. Some of these guys are just like their winning score is just like an impossible number, and and they're like, I have no idea how you did that. And so Pat, Pat, and I are playing in a in a stroke play tournament, so the odds of us winning are going to be like very, very minimal. You say that, Adam, but the, my grandfather would be playing this tournament, or not? It was just money games at the at like the country club he was he belonged to. Yeah. And he would still be like, yeah, like John Smith, like he would, you know, he had a, like an eye, like he couldn't see his ball. So what he would do is he would drive up to his ball and he yeah. he'd have to check that it was his cause he was blind. Yeah. So he always had a really good lie. So they didn't like, like, cause he would always pick it up. Right. So it could be like in the rough. Oh, and then he would like, look at it and then he put it back in like, huh. Oh, it's like, you know, it's no longer in a bad spot. Yeah. Yeah. And he would like, he's like, I can't play against that guy. Like it's obnoxious. Yeah. No, no thank you. God. Yeah. All right, Adam. So just so you know, this zoom is going to cut off at some point. 
So yeah. At, join the at which point Zoom. you join the second Zoom that Steve sent out. Oh, is that because you don't you don't, you have a a, a freemium? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. All right. Do you have any questions about the pod? How it works? Um, I, I I listened to a few. Like, do you do you guys like assume like certain like personas, or do you want people to like you <laughs> no, know be no, no. okay 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 no? Are you telling us you we act differently in real life? No, no, time? no. But I, I don't, I mean, you've only done what, like 10 of them, 12 uh, of them or whatever? Thir- or 14. Oh, I'm sorry. This is I'm the sorry. 14th. This is the 14th. Well, you know, there were some that had parts, it seems. Anyways. No, I didn't know if you were like building towards like being like a different person. So I, I want to make sure I, uh, you know, help oh. that. Uh, <laughs> um, None of that. Okay. So what, what can I help contribute to? Other well, than... You Celtics and and the U.S. Open. Yeah. Okay, Celtics, you, yeah, it's good. That's what we're going to focus on. Um I, what do you guys want to start? I was thinking start golf. I think we start Celtics, get okay. get that out of the way, and then we spend most of our time talking about golf. You want to talk about live? Yeah. If you we've talked a lot about opinion. live the last two weeks. So okay, yeah, we don't have to. I think we can we can touch on it. Um and I have a few live themed bets, but um <laughs> what did, I, are you are you parlaying like Phil? We don't need to not? we don't need to like we don't need to like go down the rabbit hole of like the pros and cons of live. We've kind of just like no one listens. Yeah. No yeah, one listens. Yeah, yeah. No one listens to this, so no one's gonna hear about it anyway. But if they <laughs> did, if they if they did listen to it, they wouldn't want to hear about that anymore. Hey, take it from me. I did a I did a radio show for three years and I think I had like 20 listeners, but like my I didn't have like Spotify analytics. I just had a device in the back of the radio show station that said like 23. And because it was FM radio, you didn't really know. So you just kind of like tapped it and you're like, oh, I guess that's right. And then a Chinese food delivery guy would call in. Um, and then that was <laughs> party. It's awesome. You guys want the party platter, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, do you guys play dubstep? Ooh, like, no, that's, this, sir, that's not what this is. That's not this music. Oh, okay, good. All right, Steve, why don't you uh, start us off? All right. Welcome to the Father's Day edition of the Receding Moneyline podcast. Today, as always, you have Stevie Moneyline Mac and Pat Make Your Money Grow. But we are also joined by a very new father, (laughs) Columbia graduate, and a better golfer than Pat. But I better watch out. If his head gets any bigger, it it wouldn't fit on the screen we're looking at. I welcome Adam Newpower to the pod. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for that intro, Steve. Real pleasure. Uh, thankfully, my son, Russell, James Newpower, uh, Russell and James, because of the Lakers duo, of course, they'll never be broken up. Um, and it's, they're, they're equally indomitable forces. Um, and yeah, we were really worried about the head size uh, when we went to the OB. He, he, and we got some tests back, 81% percentile for uh, Russell's head. If, while if he was I still was in the giving womb. birth to a child, I would, yeah. I too would be worried about the head size. Yeah. 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 Um, but then he came out normal and the nurses were shocked. Uh, and so too was the doctor. So uh, that's not to say it was a painless, but yeah. Um, really happy to be here. Uh, I'm probably half awake. So I'm, I'm drinking coffee and beer at the same time. So you'll, you'll see how that, uh, how, how that does, but excited to talk and, about golf and Celtics guys. And just 
to be clear for our listeners, your child's name is Russell James. So one could think that you're a big Lakers fan, but you are not, in fact, a Lakers fan. Well, you know, I actually named Russell James because I knew Russell Westbrook was going to go to the Lakers. And I was like that Boston Celtics guy who had the tattoo that said Lakers or Celtics 2022 <laughs> champions. And I just kind of saw it. No, I'm a Celtics fan, Pat, since like, I don't, I don't know, since Paul Pierce got stabbed, uh, basically is when I started becoming a Celtics fan uh, back in the early 2000s. And a um, big golfer. And yeah. Well, and I keep said better than you, but I've been playing a lot longer than you. Um, better than me, can... except for the last time we played together where I beat you by two strokes. Yeah. But aside, aside from, aside from that, <laughs> aside time... from that, <laughs> but if you keep hurting yourself, Pat, yeah. anytime you get on a bike or a oh, ski slope or my, anything like that, my back, the last time we played Steve, uh, and I, use, I I'll say played, in yeah. uh, air quotes because I walked for nine holes because I couldn't physically swing a golf club. Uh, and I hurt myself putting weights down, <laughs> <laughs> but I've since, I've since healed and I, I would say I'm a hundred percent. So um, with that, uh, they say that's the hardest part Pat's putting it down. And Adam, have, how long, how many times you made that joke and, 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 and Corinne has gotten mad at you. Which show? Uh, which show? The Lakers. Uh, you named your your son after. Oh, well, well, so, so Steve, it's a lifelong joke, Steve. It's a lifelong. <laughs> well, what's funny is when we were looking at the list of names, and I won't disclose the full list, but I couldn't help think about. Uh, Give us one or two. Give us one or two off the list. Magic. Well, so, so James. Kobe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> James was another one, right? But we but we really like Russell, and this was at a point in time when uh, Russell Wilson was just signing with the Broncos. And people were realizing that he wasn't like the coolest guy in the world, right? When he was doing all those weird selfie videos and all that. I'm like, I don't know if I want to have my son named after Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson, and then Russell Crowe. Like that, that's what came to my mind. Not like normal people that we know named Russell, like weird celebrities and athletes. When was, uh, when, how uh, long ahead of the birth was the name locked in? Uh, it was hit only- the button. Like, I would like to accept the offer. <laughs> Uh, it, we, no, I mean, it was up until like a couple weeks before, once we started buying monogram shit, you know, online, then, then, <laughs> yes. then you knew you were committed. Then you knew you were committed. Yeah. Um, but nice. yeah, it, it was, it was, it, you guys know me. It's very hard for me to make some decisions in life. So that, that, that was very tough, but we yeah. felt good about it. Yeah. All right. Well, we have, I feel like I say this every week, but we are actually coming to the end of the NBA finals. The Stanley Cup finals are start, are, are going on as we speak, game one. And we have the US Open this weekend. So the NBA finals has been good, I would say. I don't know if I would say it's been great. I feel like there's been a lot of ref focus. And until the last game, it seemed like the game was going to go the way of Steph shooting. Steph shot well or didn't shoot well. That was where the game was going to go until this last game where I don't know what Steph went from three. But did he make it three? Oh, he went 0 for 9. He went yeah. 0 for 9 from three. And the Celtics won. started off super cold, got hot. And then the turning point of that game was uh, buzzer beater going into halftime off the rim 
not quite from half court, but, but it seemed like from half court. So Adam, how do you feel for tomorrow night, game six in Boston Celtics are four point favorites. I mean, Pat, for me, it's really the, the tale of the turnovers, right? I think that stat uh, of, of the playoffs of over under 16 turnovers for the Celtics, if it's over 16, like they've only won one or two games. And if it's under 16, they, they, I think they've only lost two games. I, I'm making this up on the fly, I think, but that's really been, been the story for me. And I get so nervous when I see Tatum and Brown and even smart to a certain extent, you know, overextend their arms as they take the ball um, into the paint for basically in, in double or triple teams. And then they're losing the ball every time. And even Steph on a cold night, um, you're so worried about him falling back and being a kick out from a driving green or pool or whoever and making that three in transition. And you go from thinking that the Celtics are going to keep the game close to an instant, like just killer from, from Warriors. So that dagger, you know, sits in my head as I think about the game. You know, to me, I, I think the Celtics will, will, will pull it off and, and it'll be close, but they can only do it if they limit the turnovers and they get some help from, from guys off the bench like White or like Pritchard. Uh, White looks like a shell of himself. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's going to take a lot, especially because Steph, as you said, Pat, had such a, a lame game and the Celtics still lost. I, the Celtics are toast. Um, they, they lost the game with Steph, <laughs> Steph Curry missing nine threes. I, their three best players had five turnovers each. I mean, <laughs> they are a mess. In the, I mean, I agree. The refs were going against the, the Celtics, um, and they've been going against them all, all playoffs. So I don't think that's going to change. Um, they, and it's, I rewatched the game like today, it was on, and I watched like a speed version of it. And the Celtics were right in that game the entire time. Yeah. And I just think the biggest difference is like the Warriors, what they do is they don't score any points and then they score 20 points in five minutes. So like all of their points in every quarter is like heavily concentrated. And there it always seems to happen in the end of the fourth quarter and they go on this huge run and they win. And it's like, and the Celtics are sitting there like, how, what happened? Like we were tied the entire time. So yeah. I think that I, I think they're going to finish them out. I think that, you know, game six clay um, is, is going to happen. I mean, that, that's my opinion. I think Al Horford's a bum. Um, you know, they're relying too much on him. Uh, everyone, the Celtics fans have turned on Jason Tatum um, for no reason. He needs to be shooting more, not less. Um, and. You yeah, know, but what shots, Steve? What shots do you want him to shoot? Everyone, all yeah. the shots. He shot fifty percent from the field last game. He should be shooting more. Um, so I got Game Six Warriors plus one fifty. Mm-hmm. I already have Warriors to win. You know the whole thing. I'm just going to double down. I, 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 I believe it's going to be Game Six. All over. Yeah, yeah. You're, I mean, I, I can't agree with you, Steve, because I'm a Celtics fan and I'm wearing green right now. But I, I would love I. I would have agreed with you probably at the start of the finals, like Tatum shoot more, shoot more, but he can't take it to the, to the rim as well as he did in the earlier playoff series, Never mind the regular season. And I, I guess the regular season is just a totally different beast, but the way he takes it in, he's either looking for fouls or he's trying to go away from uh, going away from defenders and he's not getting, he's not getting the calls. 
he and Brown are missing a bunch of bunnies uh, near the rim. And it's really only Jalen Brown, who's the guy that's really delivering with these wild takes. I, like, I can't even remember the last time Tatum uh, dunked on somebody. Like, that was really cool when he did that to LeBron a few years ago. But he hasn't, he, he's not really elevating. You're right. He doesn't dunk. He lays it yeah. in. He's a big yeah. lay-in guy. But they seem yeah. to go in. So that's – yeah. The, so I, I, I would say do that. Go to the rim more. Um, yeah. Because it's not like they have a lot of big defenders in there to stop him. So I don't, I don't see why they're not trying to exploit that more. Yeah. I mean – and I mean, we should talk about Andrew Wiggins, right? He is, he is, where did he come from? I mean, obviously he, he was top pick in the draft before and Minnesota couldn't, you know, pay to, you know, have anyone else take him. And here he is on Golden State, basically being a better version of Brown and Tatum. I, I, I would have never seen it. I mean, he, he won't be the finals MVP, but like he he's, is, he's, he's not, right up there. He's not being a better player than Tatum and Brown. He just is being them. So yes. when you, so yes. the fact that they have an extra guy that's playing just as well, that's when the Warriors are the most dangerous. When they have like a fourth player, and of that or a third player that's really killing you, that's when they're very hard to beat. And that's what Wiggins is doing. He's taking, he's getting the third worst, the third best defender. He's getting you know the the best options, and he's he's taking advantage of it, which is all you really you know need him to do. Um, I think a lot of players could do that, though. Can, can we divert real quick and talk about the flopping epidemic <laughs> in the NBA Finals? Some of the flops on both sides, there's been a lot of flops on both sides. Marcus Smart with one of the most epic flops I've ever seen where he slid like 30 feet across the floor. Uh, I mean, he was pushed, Pat, you know, and he was yeah, he, back foot and, and, and fell yeah. to the ground. Yeah, he was pushed. And then he was on the receiving or the giving end of a flop uh, uh, two nights ago. Last oh, from pool. Yeah. Yeah, from pool. Uh, which, like, do people care about the flops? Like, I feel like it, it's happening more and more to the point where it uh, a little bit takes away from – because you have to play super careful offense and defense if, if you're worried that the other player is going gonna, is gonna to easily be able to draw a foul. So – like, can, do, do we think they should make the penalties harsher for flopping? I think they should review flops later and, and re, like, find people. Like, Are they reviewable now? No, I mean, I mean more, like, after the game. Like, right, like right, we right. saw this. Like, you flopped, like, five times. Like, all right, like, 50 grand. Yep. Like, yeah, I mean, then they should award, like, the best flop of the night. Like, the, the <laughs> most – the best acting of the night gets like 10 grand and then, <laughs> and then like the worst flops of the night, everyone gets fined like 50 grand. I'm sure someone would sponsor that. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's... Th- th- this is, this is something that every year, Pat, that the NBA sends a letter to teams about as a focus area uh, for the referees. And the season always starts out great. Like th- this year they made a big deal about um, basically preventing guys like Harden and CP3 and Steph getting into the landing area or extending their landing area where they're taking threes and getting basically four point plays or attempting to get four point plays. And uh, the NBA sent a letter around to the, to the teams about that. And they really uh, kind of swallow their whistles on those plays. So that's why Harden wasn't as effective to start up the year. Um, also maybe uh, his general physical fitness, but uh <laughs> 
by midway through the year, they, they kind of gave up on that and they were back to their normal, you know, calling. So Pat, it, it, the answer is kind of like, well, by the end of the season, it, it really goes um, crew to crew. So that's why Scott Foster um, has been so favorable for the Celtics because he calls it tight. Um, and they have, I think, almost a perfect record with him. Um, th- this playoffs with him as an efficient. Is he coming for game six? I think so. Yeah. Oh, uh, never mind. I, I Celtics think so. win. The Celtics let's say, win. Let's say. Let's say. All right. Um, I'm taking the Celtics again. I'm riding. I'm riding house money. I got both of these teams to win the finals. So we're, we're in good shape. Adam. Celtics minus four, Warriors plus four tomorrow night. What do you got? Celtics. Celtics. Love it. Yeah, of course. Of course. Steve's on the Warriors. I, I think I think it's gonna go seven, and I think the Warriors are gonna win at home. I that 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 arena and those fans are just unbelievable, especially when Steph gets on a heater. Yeah. I, I will say, Adam, I I I would go, I wouldn't do money line. I would take the you know, lay four. That's mm-hmm. I, I do agree with you that because these players are so good at the end of the games that they hit their free throws. They hit their shots. Like the, the games don't get tighter. Like in college, they get kind of wider. So yeah. I, I mean, it's, if you're, if you're going to go Celtics, take the, take the four points. That's my, opinion. yep. Yeah. All right. Switching gears. Uh, big event this weekend at the country club in outside Boston, Massachusetts, the U S open. It, I don't know how closely you guys have been following the media circus around, you know, the, the live golfers and the not live golfers. It truly feels like it's uh, stacking up good guys versus bad guys. You got JT, Jordan, Rory, John Rahm on the good guy camp. And you got Phil, Bryson, TJ in the bad guy camp. And I will start with I'm I'm on team good guys overall, but for the first round leader bet, I'm I have a team bad guys bet of I'm taking all of the live players to lead in the first round. So I have Sergio, Jason Kokrak, Kevin Na, Phil Mickelson, uh, DJ. Harold Varner, Bryson, Taylor Gooch, and I threw in Justin Thomas just because I think he's actually going to be leading. All to be leading uh, in the first round. We got Taylor Gooch plus 6,500, Bryson plus 6,500. And then my my winners of the tournament is a bunch of good guys, but we, we can get to that. So the course looks awesome. Uh it's funny they don't have like a range like they're using one of the court one of the holes as a range that's that's fun to watch but the the majority of the coverage so far has been about live which uh brooks said is putting a black cloud over the us open which i which i disagree with i think it's just great great drama overall um but yeah it's, it looks like it's gonna be firm fast Welly looks good a little bit windy mid 70s sunny in boston and the the piece de resistance of the whole weekend is that the tailor-made guys have to carry bags like golf bags uh and some of them are, are british that have like like 
U.S. Open, Boston, and like 1776, like a revolutionary flag on them. So uh, yeah, the wow. made bag looks like it was dropped in the Boston har- Harbor during the tea exactly. party, right? Yeah. yeah, and you got Tommy so, Fleetwood on the bag with that. A lot of storylines. JT coming off his PGA, Rory coming off a big win last weekend. Uh, Charles Schwartzel coming off his big win at the Live opening event in London. Um, should be an awesome, should be an awesome weekend of golf. He he made more money in that tournament, Pat, than the winner of the U.S. Open would, right? Yes, correct. Yes, he would. I uh, correct, Pat. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a different way because I think I think that the media, like the top PGA guys and the top Live guys, are the media is going to be hounding them all week. They're not going to be focused on the tournament. Um, so I'm going to take my Rory winnings. Um, take that that win last week yep. and I'm going to put it on like the next level. So the guys that, you know, are not going to get a bunch of questions, but can definitely win this tournament. Um, and I'm looking at all wins. I'm all about it. Uh, so I'm going with Matt Fitzpatrick, Will Zalatoris, yep. uh, Neiman, uh, Max Homa and Abraham answer. That's my five horsemen of the apocalypse. Um, that honest Abe that, that I'm picking. Um, and I wanted to just say a couple of things about the live, um, you know, they, it was much easier for me to find the live tournament and put it on my television than the PGA tournaments ever are. Uh, so they yeah. work on that. Uh, and I actually was at first, I was like, what the hell are these teams? Like what, how does that work? Um, and, and then I looked it up in the last match of the season is like this bracket like nca like conference tournament style bracket and it's actually really dope um and they play for like an absurd amount of money like 50 million dollars uh so the pga should just steal that like the pga should be taking everything because the live's not gonna last um all the i agree all the things that the live is doing which is like actually you know like oh like that's a cool gameplay like like and take that and then just steal it just like the way same way the nfl did with like the AAFL and the USFL, just steal their technology, bring it over, you know, and, and wait till it fails. The rumor is, though, recently that um, the live guys are thinking about making a purchase outright for the European tour. So that could really give them sustaining power um, in terms of uh, really squashing the PGA tour down the line. But I, I agree with you guys. It's number one, it, it, watching golf. On, an, on like a Thursday, Friday, even on the weekend is impossible. Uh, you, you go from Peacock to uh, the NBC sports app to the U.S. Open website, CBS. Never mind the fact that CBS is a, you know, below average broadcast. doesn't really make it easy. Meanwhile, live, it's just all on YouTube and it's easy. But I love the good cop, bad cop thing you guys are doing here. Um, you have to love uh, JT. I mean, he basically was a par away from making it tight on 18 at the Canadian Open last weekend with Rory. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about Rory winning this week, but you have to think he top tens. Like how awesome that, that would it be if Rory? How awesome would it be if Rory if Rory wins this week? Mr. PGA winning, that would be that'd be a big I mean, deal. Let's that, see that, that what quote. you can get Rory top ten. I think it's like I think that's like even money. I think yeah. I looked at it. 
I also I say nice Pat, Pat was breaking yeah. down the bad guys versus the good guys. Even without Liv, that those would be the people you would pick for bad guys. Like Patrick <laughs> Reed, Bryson, <laughs> Bill. Like there are the bad guys. Like what? All right. Yeah. Well, my winners. I've got ten winners. I, I gave you ten uh, first round leaders. I've got ten winners. I've got Honest Abe, uh, Zal Torres, DJ, bad guy, uh, Billy Ho. I think Billy Ho is a good pick. He looked uh, really, really <laughs> good two weeks ago. Jordan uh, Brooks. I mean, I'm just picking homers. Brooks. JT, uh, ultimate bad guy, Patrick Reed, Captain America, Patrick Cantlay, my team of Patricks, and Rory. Got to have Rory in because he's going to win. So I got five bucks on each of those. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned Rom, Pat. He's been the guy on the tour for. He's awesome. No, the, one, the last year and a half. No one is is on him right now. Yeah, they're all he I mean, he's playing OK. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that are playing better. I feel like all the people that are Rom guys are also Rory guys and Justin Thomas guys and um, Sky Scheffler guys like, you know, th- those those four, you know, with John are the top four people. But, you know, I think the other three have been hotter lately. Rory's yeah, I- even odds for top ten. Yeah, that's a rough. I mean, he's going to do it, but like it's annoying. That's uh, just the, not. The, the, the thing to really think about with the U.S. Open courses is how they treat the rough, right? And I, I think what was really tough about Wingfoot um, two years ago was that it was such a, a course set up for bomb and gouge, right? And that's why Bryson won because he could bomb it 375 yards, it would stick right in the rough, and then he would basically hit a pitching wedge from anywhere. Um, and at, at Torrey Pines, when Rom won, it, it wasn't as much like that. Torrey Pines is, is kind of like an average course on, on tour. Um, and it's still bombers like Rom. You know, the country club, it, it's, it's more like a Marion. It's, it's long, but not that long. And the way they're cutting the fairways is still uh, punishing if you, if you miss hit but it's not going to be favoring the bombers as much as it normally does. Um, but that's why I think if, if Rory is playing like he's playing and he's hitting wedge shots from 110 yards to five feet, like he did at the RBC Canadian open, then, you know, he's, he's a solid pick because I, I would put my life on the line for him to hit a 300 yard drive down the middle of the fairway. Um, and the fairway would probably have to be like 50 yards wide, but still, uh, yeah, he's he's just laser. I think Adam, you, um, you're missing. You know what the... I really like? Colin Morikawa top ten plus two twenty five. I really like that. So Adam, you you did a, a really good job Thanks. of not saying the buzzword of, of graduated rough. There's oh gonna, yeah, they're going to be talking about the graduated rough all four days. <laughs> Um, which is the first, and I, I just heard it like yesterday. Um, Where did I graduate from? Columbia I, MBA? Yeah. You got yeah. the, the sumo cum laude graph, and then you have the <laughs> paid, paid to get the D. What it was a pay a fee well, to get it to get a D, you know? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, what, what I haven't seen yet, Adam, how much did you pay for the extra fancy colored tassels on your uh, on your graduation gown? 
I, I earned that. I probably paid. <laughs> and, and I probably paid in not going to social events and and, and yeah. staying inside and actually doing work. Yeah, it's opportunity it, costs. That's terrible. Yeah, in there. It, it wasn't until I graduated that I realized that people uh, tried a lot less than I than I expected. So, yeah, like lucky me. Uh, but I, I've really been trying to wrap my head around uh, strokes gained as a stat to kind of inform my my. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not a big uh, better, but in my decisions of who I, who I'd be rooting for. And uh, Strokes Game was actually uh, created by a Columbia Business School professor named Mark Brody. Um, I was trying to meet him in the hallway, but, uh, you know, he was, he was never around. But I, I was just <laughs> looking as you guys were talking, Rory is just popping off the, off the charts in terms of stroke, Strokes gained over the last three, six months. Um, so if, if you needed a, a better reason to feel good about him, you know, that, that, that points to it beyond the, uh, beyond the fact that graduate rough exists. Are, are you worried about his terrible first rounds? Yes, I am what? worried. At, at the PGA, he had, he had a good, he had a good first round. He, he I'm ready. To, I'm ready to get hurt again, Steve, pretty much. Right. I'm ready for him <laughs> to be like seven strokes back on Saturday you know, as he's halfway through his round and then for him to go on a run and then wake up on Sunday and be five back. They're talking about fathers the whole time and you know, his father-son relationship and growing up playing the game, but da 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 Like, I, I'm ready for that. And then it's probably going to be some random dude winning at the end of the day because it's, it's, it's not always one of these big horses. Um, so, you know, we'll see. That's what makes it fun. Absolutely. Um <laughs> They, Steve, all right, here we go. I got a question for both of you guys. Uh, reports on the ground saying the members don't think that anybody will break par for the week. For the whole for the week. That's not true. That's so, obviously not true. They all say that to like pump themselves up. Like, oh, we belong to such a hard course. Blah blah blah. So I'll give you. I'll give you both. I'll make you guys a line over under, and you guys uh, tell me what you think. I'll make the line uh, six under for the for the winning score. Six under. I think someone's going to do better than that. Yeah, I, more I under, the, more think, under than six more under. under. I think the course right, is Adam, not going to win. Then for you, Adam, the line has now moved to eight under. <sighs> Fuck. Um, can we swear on this podcast? Yes, yes. you already did. Okay. Um, One day we're going to show this to your. To, to rust rusty 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 what are, what are we um, calling i i think it's a competition between rust and rusty um i think it's rusty for now and and then like his boards are gonna call him rust yeah exactly the boards are gonna call him rust for sure um and he won't he won't even know who rust westbrook is by the time he has boys calling him rust um so, eight under eight under I was going to say, Pat, before that number came out of your mouth, I was going to say I feel like eight is a winning score. Mm. Um, you got to go over. Uh, so I, during the break, I was uh, looking up the past winning scores of the U.S. Yeah. Open. Um, so six under for John Rahm, six under for Bryson, 13 under for Gary Woodland. That, that was the pebble. A little bit easier course, one over for Shinnecock, where you know the course was just wild, whipping in the wind, 
and 1600 for Brooks Kepka at Aaron Hills 2017. You know, you, you kind of have to go back to like DJ at Oakmont and minus four and think about Rom. I, I think, I think seven under will be the winning score. I, I don't know right, if they're so going to light it up. I like that. I like that. So Adam's got under eight. Steve's got over six or you know what I mean? Steve's yeah. got better than six. Adam has worse than eight. I would, I would say, so Shinnecock and Oakmont are like, those are real deal. Hard courses. I mean, the, that's those, true. Those people, when they go to play there, the, the players have a rough time. Um, I, they've been talking about this course. They're like, I, I think it's playable. They're definitely people are going to blow up. Um, but I think if they said, if someone gets hot, they could score well. So that's why, th- that's the reason why I'm going, I think it's going to be better than six under. It's yeah, fast I wanna, though. It's fast. I, I, I want to be surprised. I, you have to look at the, this is, I mean, Pat, you're the weather guy, right? You got any early look at the, the weather? Wins? The weather is like the, some of the best weather I've ever seen. And it's been this way in the Northeast. It's been freaking unbelievable. Um, but it has not rained. It's been warm. It's been windy. Course is dried out. It's already got that like US Open shine on it that's going. Um, basically, no wind through the weekend. There's a chance for maybe like, a tiny, 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 tiny bit of rain uh, overnight, Thursday into Friday, but like nothing that I think will change like okay. the uh, condition of the course. So I think we should expect whatever as hard as they want to make it, they can make it. They can make it as hard as they want. The rain, yep. the the weather will not uh, be a factor in lowering the scores. Hey, uh, can you get any money on Phil making the cut? Probably can. I am not betting on that. Phil's not been playing well. I'm just curious if there's a market for it. I mean, I, how, I blew all my money. I can't even make my. Uh, would if Phil didn't win the players, the, or the, the PGA, two, the, or sorry, the, the PGA two years ago, would people still even care? Well, because he's just like Phil is Phil. Everyone likes him likes talking to him, likes the idea of him. Although I'd say like all these, uh, these televised, you know, the matches really make him seem like an annoying prick, how much he talks and talks and talks. Um, but no, see, I, I think people would still care. Um, especially because of the U S open. That's the one he didn't win. It's minus um, 280 to miss the cut. Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm-hmm. That. Minus 280 to miss the cut. Yeah. He stinks. He's almost what, what it so what it, can you get to make the cut? I can let you know. If you plus can get two, plus it's plus two hundred. Oh, put put five bucks on that for me. I just used all the money in my accounts. I just did too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you really? Yeah, I, <laughs> I just put a while we've been doing this. I just put one hundred eighty dollars of random US Open bets. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, it's also crazy that, like, I watched the Phil interview, and he interview, was interviewed in fairly, you know, question he had to squirm, and for $100 million, you know, yeah, you, you're going to have to squirm a little bit. Um, but no one asked any of the other players any questions. There was no other press conferences with DJ or Patrick Reed. No. Like, he was the only one. Well, did they do press conferences? They did. Some of them did more recently, like Brooks had one today. 
where he where he basically well, he didn't Bryson, an answer. Bryson got crushed. Todd Todd Lewis crushed Bryson. Bryson I, Bryson did get crushed. Um, but I, I the Phil one was probably the most. It was but the totally. first he looked one like he was going to cry that whole time. Yeah, I mean it was so not Phil. I mean, what I think is going to happen now we're back to live. I think the heat is going to get turned up so much in those guys. You saw everyone bring out the 911 stuff, like the heat is going to get turned up so much that I wouldn't be surprised if like the Portland, the course in Portland Pumpkin Ridge, like they're like we're just not going to do it. We're just like we're just like not going to do. We're just not going to do this tournament. And the heat's going to get turned up on the players so much that you'll start getting guys defecting. And I don't know what their contracts look like, but like contract issues aside, I think the heat will get turned up really, really, really high. And whatever sponsors haven't bailed will bail. You saw Phil had no logos on his, no logos on his clothes, zero. And you'll have guys defect and the money just, just won't, won't. Well, well, well Pat, you're assuming that. that this is like a normal, business operation. This is funded by the Saudi public investment fund where they don't even care about making a profit. Right. So they're willing to put all this money into it. I mean, no, I know. How much do you think that they were going to pay tiger like three quarters of a billion dollars yeah, to, to like play? That. So, you know, I think you're right that it, it's not going to last that long, but I think they're going to keep going at it for at I least agree. two or three years. Right. I, agree. I think the PR heat though is going to get really, it's going to, continue to turn up and i think these guys the 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 reputation the reputational damage will become much more apparent and guys like pat perez like he's not getting a hundred million dollars he's got he got 10 million dollars reportedly right like yeah he probably lost three million dollars of sponsorships and two million bucks on the pga tour and like at what point does it become not worth it if you're getting paid $100 million, you can put up with a lot of reputational damage, but there are very, very few guys getting paid more than like more than 10, 15 million bucks to play on that tour. And I think the heat's going to get turned up really high. And some of those guys are going to start defecting and be like, you know what? PGA Tour is pretty, pretty sweet. And so that, that's what I think happens. But I agree, Adam, like the, the Euro Tour. Um, but it's complicated, right? Like the Euro Tour supposedly has a has like a partnership with the PGA Tour. I don't know. I think it's going to get harder. It, and here's the other thing: now that I'm on a rant, like the whole point of this for the Saudis is is like sports washing, right? Like use golf to soften the image of all the bad shit that you do as a country. Well, like what has been the the media attention so far on live golf? I would say like overwhelmingly negative, right? So if you're the Saudis and you're spending $2 billion on live golf to get good publicity for uh, Saudi Arabia and, and for all these American players, well, like so far, all it's done is the opposite. Like so far, all you've gotten is negative press coverage, like nonstop. So at some point do the Saudis be like, okay, like, like, this is just not going the way we expected. And we're not going to spend another $2 billion renewing all these guys' contracts because we're getting negative publicity, not positive publicity. Well, and, and this isn't like a, a Saudi, you know, Prince or, uh, you know, the public investment fund buying uh, English Premier League team or, 
um, some sort of F1 team and the product being good, like the product is shit. Like this, right. no one's going to watch this unless you it's exhibition pay matches. even more money to get the top players. But even, even that, I, I don't know um, because they're making their own market. They're making their own league. I just think that you're going to have these like late twenties up and coming PGA tour players who don't want to defect because they either have a moral high ground or they care more about breaking Tigers records that they yeah. do about, you know, making easy money. But I can tell you really quiet. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that the problem, so Jay Monahan, like he has not been a great, you know, wartime uh, leader for the PGA tour, if you will, uh, starting with COVID and now going up into live, to live golf. Tiger would never do it, but you got to make that guy like the face of the tour, reinvent the whole thing and give him, you know, 50% equity in whatever new business venture you create for the PGA yeah. tour. Um, and just make him be the face of it. I don't know if he'll, he would do anything like that, but you know, he's, he's someone these, these younger guys respect. Uh, yeah. and, and certainly a heck of a lot more than Phil. Absolutely. Yeah. All so right. let's move on from golf a little bit. I do want to, we got Stanley cup finals. The game one is tonight. So I know, you know, Hey, Rangers are out there. Apparently there was some quit in New York. Um, yeah. The Lanch and the lightning. Yeah. So I want, I want to point out um, the last three America's teams that I've um, mentioned in the playoffs have all lost immediately um, when they've gotten that title. Um, so yep. I'm going to throw that title onto the Avalanche. Um, they're America's team because I would like the Lightning to win. Um, I got a future on them at plus 1100. So I am. That's where I'm going with. Um, I also put Lightning at seven, uh, plus 650. But then, do not. I didn't bet on them in game one because the Lightning hate game one. I actually did Avalanche minus one and a half at plus 170, and the Avalanche are up two goals. So. My plan is all coming together. Uh, the game's tied, but that's that's what? what when that happened? <laughs> it's, it's three three in the second. I checked literally right before the whole live rant, and they scored. Yeah, they scored two goals in the last. Yeah, well, I'm not a genius anymore. America's team. America's, America, team. America's team. They blew it. They're again. back. <laughs> They're back. Um. I don't have any hockey bets on. I'll, I'll put some hockey bets in. Uh, I was really pulling for the Rangers, man. That was It was fun to feel something again. And Boy, Pat, are you okay? Yeah, I don't – I'm watching the game out of the corner of my eye. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, hope again, I hope it goes seven. I hope we get overtime game seven, Stanley Cup. That's what I want. Yeah. No, I, I think – I mean, the the best part – I mean, obviously, the Rangers not being there, but these are the best two teams, I think. Um, so, this is – it's going to be a very good matchup, and hopefully, you know, it's it's competitive and it's good, you know, just like the rest of the, the playoffs have been. So, that's why I had – I'm rooting for game seven, hoping for that. Adam, known hockey guy, your thoughts? Well, I've been looking at these natural disasters going on around Yellowstone. And I, I just think Avalanche just are, is more powerful right now than Lightning in terms of natural forces. So I go av- Avalanche at seven. I, I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
the next thing. So Pat, we're talking about lightning, uh, the lightning round we did last week. Um, yep. Pat, thanks for those picks. You went through for five uh, with 46% return. Yep. Um, big, big hitting with Notre Dame. Uh, was was a big, I saw was a that. big underdog. I saw that. I meant to text you. That was that was what that was great. Yeah, great, great pick against Tennessee. Yeah, that was uh, that was great. How did I do? Do you, did you even tally it up or no? I did tally it up. Uh, here I have it right here. Uh, Steph over under four and a half threes under. You won that. Marcus Smart over 15 points. You had over, you lost that. Uh, you had Oklahoma softball, obviously won that. Obviously. First team to score 15 points, Warriors. Lost. Lost that. Yeah, lost that. And Scotty Scheffler, JT. JT was in the final round on Sunday. You had JT. You won that. So if we take out the college softball, because that wasn't really uh, <laughs> legit, you won three for four. Nice. Nice. I'll take that. Go. I'll take that. Yeah. All right. Um, do we have Adam? Give else? us, Adam, give us three to wind it down. Give us uh, three players to win the U.S. Open this weekend. One has to be a weird pick. Give give me three, can I give you three players to lose the U.S. Open? No. Uh, no, there's no, no okay. Okay. You okay. have to give us one. You can give us one that's like a guy anybody would pick. Mm. You have to give us one middle guy and then one uh, long shot. All right. So I, I got to say Rory to win. He's just been on it here. You know, I'm really stuck between, like we were saying before, him and him and JT. But all the numbers are pointing Rory's way. He's like, like I said earlier, he's making he's making the little putts that he would normally be blown by, and he's putting his wedges from 100, 125 yards to reasonable distances. And if he continues to do that, he's going to win because he can obviously and drive the ball with. Amazing accuracy. Um, more middle of the pack guy. I mean, th- does Cam Smith count? I think he's normally overlooked. He's really been fighting in, in a lot of tournaments recently. He won the players earlier in the year, obviously. He's just a real scrappy player. I don't know if I like him to win, but I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he top fives. And then, God, I don't know, Pat. I, I can't think of anyone who who would really come from far behind to Honestly, win the U, to win this U.S. Open. Let, let me look. Let me look at the data. Let's see. Okay. How about Matt? How about Matt Fitzpatrick? Pat. I I, have I like him. that. Yeah. He's he's been in good form. He was playing well at the PGA. He's definitely not a, a, a top tier known player. Um, yeah. So you have Fitzpatrick, Rory, and Cam Smith. Cam Smith. Yeah. I've been on the Cam Smith train the last two weeks. He's 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 on a downwards trend. I know, I know. But he started off the year pretty well. He normally turns up for some of these majors. You know, that's why I kind of called him my middle of the pack guy. Yeah. I like it. Um I, I mean, and then one one more. 
you got to keep an eye out for Zalatoris. Like yeah. if, if he's moving around and you can get good money on him to place or to make his way to the top, like his putting stroke looks like he's doing a figure eight uh, when he's taking the ball back. But uh, damn, can that guy strike the golf ball well? Yeah, yeah. I agree. All right. Well, we're winding down the, the big four sports season. We've got uh, college baseball world series coming up. We should do a little work on that. U.S. Open's the main event this weekend. And next week we'll be back. We'll go through all $188 worth of U.S. Open picks that I made in the last hour. Um, we got some uh, first round finisher, first round leaders, top tens, winners. We got Adam's picks. Uh, we have good guys with bad guys. And Steve, are you still cooking up memes on the ground? I, I just put one out. It was the, oh, I gave right. a little, you know, since we were recording late, I didn't want to meme. So a little, the five horsemen of the U S open. Um, and I, I got a picture. I, I made Max home with a horse head. Uh, oh, I like that. That's smart. Know, yeah. They don't have the, the five horsemen. It's not really a, a regular That's smart. photo. He's been, he's been playing well. He's stepping up his game. I don't know if he's going to, He's gonna do it this week, but man, he he's been on a real tear. He has what four four or five wins now already on tour. Yep. Pat, last, last awesome. question. Last question for you, if you don't mind. Who who, yeah. who do you think is gonna be the next defector that's popular to to live tour? Harold Harold Varner. Yeah, Pat yeah. already called it. He put him on the bad guys team before he even said. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Damn, yeah. Harold Harold Varner. My sources are saying. Fair. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, by, by sources, you mean close I, personal friend Tony Finau. But, John I, but I, like I said, I think that like the heat's getting turned up, and like you start bringing out like 9 11 families, and like, like, yeah, yeah, it makes it harder. So maybe he won't. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that uh, guys who are on the fence about going uh, don't and have second thoughts, but we'll, uh, We'll find out. But right. Adam, thank you for joining us. It was yeah, a, it was real a pleasure. Pleasure. Tell Russ uh, we say hello, and we'll have yeah, you on, we'll have you on again soon. Yeah. Hey, if Celtics go seven and, and they win, I'd love to come back and reminisce in, in, in my picks. By the way, I looked up Scott Foster. I don't think he, I don't think the refs have been assigned just yet. But if if he's been assigned to six, you, you got to pick this this. Uh, Series to go seven. Uh, and Adam, there is a cut next weekend in our golf tournament that we're playing in together. So uh, a, a good bet would be, are we going to make the cut or not? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And how many beers? <laughs> um, no cut. Uh, eight Coronas with ice and lime. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right, guys. Uh, Steve, next weekend, we'll do it again. And Adam, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right. See you guys. See you.